Hey, it's Delvin. You might know me as the Dark Web from the Longbox Crusade. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to be listening to. This has come out to play. It's a New Warriors podcast based on the 1990s series, The New Warriors. The New Warriors ran 75 issues. And Jared, you might know him as Death Probe, possibly the yard sale artist. Jared and I are covering all 75 of these issues and we're doing it on YouTube channel. Since we have an awesome DJ and Pat Sampson, AKA DJ Cristados, he's gonna take these and he's gonna strip the audio from the YouTube recordings that we do every second Tuesday of the month, by the way, if you wanna listen there. He's gonna take those recordings and he's gonna just give you the audio recording. So if you're a little bit busy, like most people are from time to time, you have an extra opportunity to be able to just listen to the audio. So a little bit of a warning. It's going to be a little bit rough as, you know, some of the things are going to be comments and stuff that happen right in that moment. But you still get to listen to some New Warriors goodness. Have fun. And remember, New Warriors come out to play. Play, a New Warriors podcast, is streamed live in front of an internet audience. You can join in on the live stream and chat every second Tuesday of the month on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for and follow Longbox Crusade. Than I did last time, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll let that one go. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Wait, are, are you ready? Do you have, do you have uh, two things to? to oh, uh, yeah, let's go with Heart Cups. Heck yeah, there we go. New Warriors come out to play. There we go. We run things sharp around here. We are sharp point today. On Point. If we're any more on point, we would be the point itself. <laughs> oh man, y'all, I'm tired. Jared's kind of tired. We're the ti- we're the tired brothers. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can tell the family re- resemblance, <laughs> 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 but we are here live and we are providing you some new warriors goodness. Will come out to play. Maybe I should read the script. Why not? What the heck? I, I okay. wrote them. I wrote the mofo. I brought up 17. We're doing 18. 18. Is this the 18? Is this the 18? No, nope, this is 17. It's 18. Man, you know what, man? Don't don't give me no script. <laughs> I I will wing it. I'll wing it and then bring up the script in a minute while before you ask me the question. You know, in, in case you're new to the show, welcome everybody. This has come out to play a new Warriors podcast where we're gonna be talking about some new warriors. I am Delvin, uh, a.k.a. Night Thrash of the show, and that's Jared over there uh, to my left or right, depending on how you're looking at it. The number to my Night Thrasher, and Jared is going to ask me some sort of question as he is charged to do every one of these podcasts. That's right. Um, And before I do that, I want to say hi to everybody in our listening audience. And if you're lurking, I want to invite you into the chat because we are going to do a little giveaway on today's episode, and we can only give it away to you if you mention something in the chat. So 
Can I, can I sing? Like, I was about to say, give it away. Give it yeah, away. Go ahead. Give it away now. But I wasn't yeah, sure whether or not you two would just, like, immediately <laughs> kick me off. Like, no, you can't, can't even sing. <laughs> no, we're good to go on that. So, anyway, so so while you guys out there are in uh, listener land or watcher land or YouTube, whatever land it is, um, come on into the chat. Make sure that you get a shot at today's giveaway. And uh, if you want a hint... As to what the giveaway is, well, Delvin recently purchased a bundle of New Warriors comics for me. Yes, sir. Online. It was very kind of him, and they showed up in the box, and I got two copies of Annual One. So I'm going to give one away on the show as we get near the wrap-up today. So make sure you mention... um, Make sure you mention your anything in in the chat. As long as I see your name in the chat, you're good to go. Uh, To answer your question, Comic Foil, Delvin got that at T Public, I think. No, I didn't get it at T Public. Maybe Clinton Robinson got it at T Public oh. because this was a part of the Longbox Crusade Christmas Exchange, mm-hmm. and I and, and Clinton drew my name, and I was opening, and I saw, I was like, oh, I love it, I love it, <laughs> and, and it was it was genuine. It wasn't that you know anyone saying fake. I love it. I legit love this shirt. It's awesome. And um, sure enough, when I was at Heroes Con in Charlotte. Dang, it's already been um, almost two months ago. Yeah, I know. Good Lord, time's flying. <laughs> but yeah, and sure enough, I wore this the last day of the con, and I was coming up the uh, escalators, and someone's like, oh, man, I like this shirt. It's Mega Man, and it, that's that's New Warriors, right? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm surprised. Most people, as soon as I say New Warriors, they look, and they're like, huh? Is, yeah, is, okay. is there been a Marvel movie about it yet? No, you little hero. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's where I got the shirt from. Uh, Gents, uh, comic foil who asked about it, and Linkovich, who complimented me on it. Thank you very much. It put me on. I went to that same artist on T Public, and I have one like that, except it's the Mortal Kombat characters crossed with Mega Man. So, uh, yeah. I like I have, I have a Night Thrasher shirt. I think the guy's name is Beefcake Boss, I want to say. And uh, he, or was it Snibbits? I can't remember. One of those two, and it was cool. And I might get another one. I might get a novel and then burn it. <laughs> right. I'm kidding. Um, no, I, I obviously have no dislike towards no, but that was more of just a jest towards Jerry. Aren't you supposed to be asking me a question, sir? Yep, I sure am. Today's question is going to be more of a soft skills training lesson for everybody out there listening. If you're listening on the podcast version or if you're watching live, soft skills training. Delvin's going to give you some life advice. So, Delvin, let's say you have a friend. Okay. And your friend uh, has got a, some kind of a problem. Okay. And there's, you know, could be multiple reasons for the problem, multiple solutions for the problem. Okay. And you you say, well, I think the solution is X, right? And mm. your friend's like, I maybe, but, you know, who knows? And you're like, well, I'm pretty sure it's X. My money is on X. And your friend looks into this problem and the problem ends up, it was X and you were right. Okay. Would you, would you lord that over your friend? like a jackass or would you be like, well, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm glad I'm right. And I'm glad you solved your problem. Like how do you handle that in a professional manner? Uh, if it's a friend and you know, their levels, right. You know, you have your friends and associates and you know, uh, but if it's a friend, if it's someone who I consider a friend and they came to me for advice and you know, even if they were skeptical of it and they trusted me enough to follow it and came back and said, Hey, the advice that you had uh, was good advice. I'd say, good and i'm glad it worked out for you uh there was um 
I wish I remember where I read it, but there was something I saw recently and it said, like, basically it's like how you frame things. Like if you tell me something like a, big, a, a, a fact that might be obvious to me, like, you know, dude, like you should be putting on beard oil every day if you, if you want that freaking thing to even look halfway presentable. <laughs> and, and if I responded, like I could respond like, I know. Which I guess is okay. That's a typical response, but like a the way I've been told to frame it recently is to say you're right or you're correct because what that's doing is taking anything off of me and acting as if you know I'm some high and mighty whatever, and I'm putting it back on you and saying, hey, you just told me something that's a pretty smart thing, and I agree with it. So that's the same energy that I would apply if I, if I had a friend that had something for me and then I, I'd come back with them and say, Hey, you know, if, especially if it benefited them, then I'd feel I already, I would already have that feel good for giving them good advice and of something that helped a friend. So that's two good things. I don't have to then be like, Ha-ha, I'm the smartest man alive. Motor scooter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you yeah. said that and that we have it recorded in front of all these people because I went to the VA today about my hip Turns out I have some arthritis in there, and the solution is to stretch it more. <laughs> and that's apparently all we can say about that. So uh, how's that for the best setup I've been thinking about all day long? It was a good setup. Like, <laughs> I, I hope I hope that you start moving it. Like the, the phrase is, motion is lotion. Mm, that's exactly what the doctor lady told me today. Really? Yeah. <laughs> nice okay good oh. <laughs> but yeah uh yeah so yeah for all our listeners out there yeah i've had some hip problems lately. they're getting better actually but uh i was like it must be out of socket or i actually she said i probably strained a ligament or maybe even tore one but uh, she's like yeah the solution is just to keep moving it and uh stretch it more and i was like yep here we go <laughs> for the record everybody out there devil's been telling me to stretch my hip more for about three years now <laughs> Oh, well, my back's hurting. Like, you should stretch work. You're an idiot. I'm not listening to a word you say. <laughs> so uh, we all see how Delvin said he would handle it. Let's see if he follows through. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise you that while on this live stream, <laughs> I will not give you crap about it. That's if you're a hypocrite. I'll be reporting back every on. live stream for what happens <laughs> after the live stream. Just so you guys know. <laughs> oh, that is one way to keep me from giving you crap, sir. I love it. That was, that was smart, and I, I can't believe that I wandered right into a trap like that. I did. So I will, I'll live with it. All right. All right. Come Out to Play is a chronicling of the 1990 series, The New Warriors. The first volume of New Warriors ran 75 issues. Jared and I will cover this first volume as I rediscover my love for this series and help Jared find his. And we will share our love and joy with the listening audience. So grab your skateboards and bucket helmets. And it is bucket helmets, Nova. I don't care what you say in this book. It is time to play. For first, wait, wait a minute. Wait, stop the presses. You didn't think we forgot about asking, you know, y'all are asking us to read about New Warriors Annual 1, right? Of course not. Absolutely not. And even though I'm not looking, I'm sort of riffing off the script. I know that Jared's face is bright and shiny because he loved every single page of that <laughs> book. <laughs> so Jared, start us off, please. Tell us what uh, talk anything you want to about the book. We, we got a few minutes. We're gonna we're gonna 
give a few minutes to New Warriors Annual One, All part right. two of the Kings of Pain storyline. Hmm. Well. <laughs> Well, as I talked about uh, before we got on, for about the last week or so, I, I read uh, I read this, I guess, a week ago. So I've been chatting with Delvin about it uh, behind the scenes. And I honestly think that our viewers and listeners uh, set me up for the ultimate troll on this. And I tip my cap to everybody out there who set me up for the ultimate troll on this. So you guys were like, oh, you got to read Annual 1. Include the Annual 1. Oh, the Annual 1. And I have to suspect that maybe some of our viewers, some of our listeners have been listening to our Chronicles podcast, because if you do, you know how much I don't like Proteus, and you guys set me up for a total Proteus reveal in this storyline. I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, interesting. Good, good. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And at the end, it's like, oh, it's Proteus. And I was like, son of a... (laughs) I immediately (laughs) texted Delvin. I was like, I think they all trolled me. To get me to read a dang Proteus story. Having said that, um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. Like I said, the story was at least engaging enough. Even though I got that that Proteus reveal at the end, I was like, man, I'm totally being trolled. But like the story was engaging enough. Uh, the art was great. You got to respect Bagley on how much he can crank out. We've talked before about he how he stepped up from twelve to sixteen or eighteen Ultimate Spider-Mans a year. Um, yep. so he's not only is he doing the regular book, but he did the main story in here, which was, it was a good, I don't know. I think 36 like, pages, I mean, 35 pages. I don't know if they're counting the ads or not, but like, yeah, it's probably about 30 pages of work at least. Mm-hmm. And it all looked really good. I, first thing I noticed was on the cover when I first glanced, I was like, I mean, you can tell Mike Mignola from a mile away. I was like, that's Mike Mignola cover. But when I looked closer, apparently Bagley did layouts and Mignola inked it. So mm-hmm. what you're seeing is Bagley's layout characters and then Mignola's, Mignola's I'll, I'll say it right eventually, uh, Mike's uh, ink work on it, which gave it that real unique flavor. I thought that was kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, um, there you have. You get anything one, like, from the story? Uh, like... I would say the biggest takeaway from the story that I suspect are non-trolling, if there are any of those watchers and listeners that really want us to read this, like there was a little bit in there about gene tech, of course. And then I think to me, the most interesting thing was that cord and cable have this history Mm -hmm. and that that, uh, cord and, and cable have, have crossed paths doing mercenary work before it looks like. And so that was a little more insight into cord. Then, of course, you had a whole bunch of just short backup stories just kind of um, remind you sort of everyone's origin story and where they came from uh, in the book. So, so it's real a really quick. good annual for somebody like if you were just kind of getting new to the New Warriors. That's a good one because of all the backstory. Real uh, quick. So. It, it was it was a very it was interesting. Let's talk about just the main story real quick. OK. I mean, I thought it was fun seeing X-Force and New Warriors. Those were the two like the two new team type teams of the 1990s like that was cool i definitely mm-hmm. thought x-force was a little bit uh over the top um but that was kind of the thing they were supposed to be over the top like at that time in the 90s you know you you had had about a 10 15 year run of um claremont on uncanny x-men at that point and so x-force was seen as a breath of fresh air as fabian nicieza was writing x-force at the time and uh, he's also writing New Warriors. So that was cool. I give, oh, I should just, just for the heck of it, cover credits. Or not, well, cover credits went to uh, Mark Bagley and Mike Mignola. 
Uh, but the inside credits for the main story, Fabian Eziesa wrote it, Mark Bagley penciled, Jeff Albrecht was the inker. I think that's your cousin, Jared. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Eliopoulos was the letterer. Tom Vincent, the colorist. Danny Fingeroff was the editor. Yeah, good story. And one of the things, it was interesting. I mean, yes, the Proteus thing was funny because that bled into what, you know, us two Crusaders has done on Crusader Chronicles, soon to be titled Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there was that part of it, which was kind of cool, but it also tied into the main story and that I guess the hint on that would be that Fabian wrote the, the annual and Mark Bagley penciled it. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like there's at least a few things that, that tied in that's going to tie into the book, particularly given that Gene Tech was doing what they did based off of Oprah Industries. That Which name I can't sound help familiar. but know is a notice is an anagram for Pharaoh. Huh. Didn't even figure it. Is it? I think it is. <laughs> I'm going to let you figure that out. I can't. I can't. You know, do people in the math. chat, we'll, we'll give you that. You figure that one out, people. I thought it was an anagram for Pharaoh because I was like, hmm. uh, dude, it, it might be. I don't think it is. I don't know. All right. But but Oprah and Industries was a part of Gentech, which pay, played right into the book that we're going to mainly talk about, 18. Um, There's that part of it. And let's see, what else was I wanting to mention? Um, just the fact that uh, it seems that the team had pretty good – both teams had pretty good chemistry, but the Warriors seemed to be coming together as a team. I enjoyed that part of it too. Real quick also, just wanted to ask about the uh, the vignette stories after the main story. Mm -hmm. Did you get anything out of those for, for any character? In, Not really. There wasn't anything there. I don't think that jumped out at me. They didn't already know. Maybe a little more, you know, with the characters that have a richer history that I didn't know so much about, like Nova or mm -hmm. Namorita. Um, Comic Foil mentioned it earlier, dude, and I, and I didn't want to leave him hanging. I totally did send a uh, screenshot of the last story and said, hey, look, this is an early dance lot story. And I thought it was kind of interesting that in that story, he features a She-Hulk, which is where I came to know Dan Slott, and a Spider-Man, which would sort of become kind of the pinnacle of his career. So, yeah, it didn't get past me, Comic Foil. We definitely talked about that in our private texts uh, before this. Not to mention, that story was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had a pretty good little little payoff on it. Yeah, it was a pretty funny story. Uh, I would mention uh, the two that least got my attention a little bit were Firestar and Nova because they had the most interesting and longest backstories. And mm -hmm. so they riffed a little bit longer on those. That was cool. Yeah, um, I knew Firestar's a lot of that because I'd read her miniseries. Okay. I have not ago. read Firestar's I, I knew, miniseries. I knew some of that already. But yeah, Nova's was definitely interesting because I don't know a lot about him. Um, so anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good, dude. Nova's was interesting. And Marvel Boy out of the rest of the team probably had the most extensive well, speedball had a little bit of, uh, of a history, but, um, but Marvel boy did too. And Marvel boy kind of expressed complaints. I mean, his whole story has been one of a little bit of fantasy and a little bit of sorrow, right? You know, he, mm -hmm. um, basically was visited by a future version of himself saying, Hey, don't be an astronaut because you're going to wind up being confined in this suit. I don't know too much about that era's Guardians of the Galaxy, but I did know of Vance Astro, and I knew that he had a relation to uh, Vance Astrovic. Uh, so there's that part of it. 
And it kind of hinted, he's like, yep, you know, my dad's beating on me. I kind of told him, cut that crap out. And, you know, what happens if I lose control? So I thought that was an interesting little thing that they pointed out there that that's a constant struggle that Marvel Boy is worried about. Uh, That was worth mentioning, too. So we had a few ties to the book. I give the annual a lot of credit for linking to the main book because, like, truth be told, I generally don't like annuals anymore because they used to be showcases. And I like, I mean, it was 1992 or so, or in, well, no, 1991 on the cover. So back in 1991, they still cared a little bit to make that annual a part of the main storyline. And now it almost just seems like, you know, they just put like, you know, side stories that they don't want to put in the books. And it's like, okay, why did I pay five dollars for this? <laughs> but was your this... summertime taxation? <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, the, you like the book? You like the book? Give us five more dollars. Wait, wait, that, that doesn't sound like a reward to us. Did, did we say it was a reward for you? <laughs> yeah, but in this case, I did enjoy the annual, uh, and I do give props to Bagley and um, Nicieza for coming up with uh, this story or are taking the extra time to come up with a story and they never missed a beat in the main comic book. So I give them a, I get impressive. I give them a ton of credit for that. And with that, hopefully that satisfied uh, the annual Jones of everybody in the listening audience. We're going to talk about new warriors 18. Now the star of this show anyway, and cover credits go to Mark Bagley and Larry Malstead. And Jared is going to talk about it once he brings it up. I got it all set here. We're going to talk about the credits for the issue. Sweet. What do you think about it? Uh, oh, wait. I'm sorry. I think I jumped ahead. Did you say cover or credits? <laughs> the cover. We got to talk cover. the cover first. I yeah. scrolled too far. All right. Let me pull the cover up then. There you go. There's a cover. Let me get that banner out of the way so that we can all enjoy that. All right. So you have your new Warriors... Number 18, no corner box this time. No floating heads or anything like that. Uh, corner box has been eliminated, which I think was a wise decision because this this cover has a large uh, amount of artwork. Uh, but before I get to that, the New Warriors a banner font is, I don't know, aqua green with a pink highlight. And your main action has Night Thrasher. Basically dangling cord off of a roof, kind of Batman style, holding him by the throat. He's got Night Thrasher has his blade popped out, the moon behind him, sort of very Ninja Turtle-ish style, or, or once again, Batman. And Cord's, uh, his, his outfit's all torn up. He looks very scared, and Night Thrasher looks very aggressive. It's a really good uh, drawing, and I'll, uh, I'll let Delvin weigh in on that. Yeah, New Warriors Z speaking, I think it's freaking iconic, like... So far in the relationship of Knight, Thrasher, and Cord, it seems like Cord is like father figure. It's not his dad, but seems to be at least like, you know, a play uncle. You know what I'm saying? And somebody of importance in his life. And like the last issue, we saw Cord and Dwayne about to go and do the finance meeting together and talk about diversifying their bonds and whatnot. <laughs> and this one, we got Knight, Thrasher, like, with this knife pulled out, looking like he's dangling cord over the side of a building. Like, what is going on? Like, I mean, and of course it mentions, you know, the brutal betrayal of the New Warriors. Like, huh? What? There wasn't, I mean, there 
one betray in, in 17. I know, right? It's very impressive. <laughs> yeah, what's what's going on? Why is it betrayal now? What's 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 happening? So it would immediately intrigue me as to saying that something serious is going on. And I do like the fact that they didn't put the normal head uh headshots there under the Marvel Comics logo because this cover, man. Excuse me, this cover is fire. <laughs> I mean, between the colors, between the action and the excitement, and it, it would make me want to read this book. And it definitely made me excited to open this book again because I did remember this cover for sure. And with those kind words out the way, we got to rate it one to 10. That's how we do it here on Come Out to Play. And you want to go first, Jared? Whew, yeah, uh, this is an excellent, excellent cover. I want to also mention that the, I like what the colorist did by bringing uh, straight lighting from the bottom. If you notice the the yellow highlighted as if it would come from street lights or arc lights, yes. it comes from the bottom. Nice highlight work. It's on the soles of his of Cord's feet, uh, the underarm part portion of Night Thrasher, and of course under the buildings. It's a really good color job that enhances an already good drawing. Oof, man, Joe November was here. I'd give it a 9.5. I would say the swing to that, Jared, is if you saw that, if, you, if it were poster form and yard sale affordable, would you put it on your wall? Oh, well, would, would you put that yard sale affordable in there? <laughs> I mean, of course I would. <laughs> Uh, like I don't know if I'd buy it full price off the the little rack at the comic shop, but yard sale. Look, I know who I'm talking to. <laughs> <Jared>. <laughs> I know who I'm talking to. Oh man, oh it's such a good good drawing, good colorist. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of a cheat that I've done on okay. GI Joe before. For me, it's a nine. But like we talk about on the GI Joe show, sometimes because there's so many characters, if they feature a character that you're big on, mm -hmm. Destro's on the cover. If you're a Destro guy, then it's a 10. So if you're a Night Thrasher guy and you give this a 10, I, I mean, I'm totally on board. Yeah. So the interesting thing about this is if we finish the series, I come back to this, maybe my, my Night Thrasher love grows. It's slowly bit growing. So it might be a 10 after I finish the series. But as of nine now, I'm giving it a nine. I think that is more than fair. Let's see. I saw a few numbers walk by the screen. All Renelva says the cover's an eight. Needs Night Thrasher getting punched. That's a familiar note, I believe. Tony Pennington says the cover is a nine without any commentary behind it, but that's okay. Tony's a man of few words at times, unless he's joking. Aaron Head Mall says he gives it a 9.5, <laughs> which, you know what? You can give it a 9.5 because you're not on the show right now, but if you were on the show... <laughs> you're on notice... He would be on notice, Mr. Head. Uh, see, were there any other numbers? If I missed any other numbers, I apologize. I'll be that dude. I'll give it a 10 because I like Night oh, Thrasher. Yeah. And I think that this, I just like between the coloring, between the affectations that you put in, uh, that you mentioned. Uh, let's see. I saw another comment from a comic foil who said the lighting, uh, the light shining up and hitting Core's feet, the cascade of blue, gray, purple, black, the sky and the moon gorgeous mm -hmm. and i agree it just it is it is a standout cover and what it reminds me of is that a year and a half into the book mark bagley knows these characters and he is starting to hit his stride creatively him and malstead i cannot 
take layer offset out of and the colorist on this the and the colorist absolutely they, an enhancer 100 agree um it's a fantastic cover and it definitely would lead you to want to read the book and with that jared's gonna read the cover credits excuse me the credits for this issue all right, right before I do that, I just want to remind you, if you're watching and you haven't jumped in the chat, please do. We're going to give away a copy of New Warriors Annual 1 near the end of the show. Uh, so I do want to welcome some people, too. I saw uh, our friend, the MVP, Kathy, uh, Captivating Kathy Bright, stepped in. New Warriors Talk. We got uh, Head Speaks, Jason Lady, mm -hmm. Tony P., Linkovich, Comic Foil, Courtney, and Auburn Elvis. If I missed you, sound off in the chat. Are you writing names, too, over there? What aren't you doing right now, Jared? What aren't hard you doing? to say? Hard you to know? say. <laughs> <laughs> what was I supposed to be doing? I think I'm supposed to be reading the uh, the credits cover credits. Now, why do I keep saying cover credits? I just want to say cover credits. Apparently. There you go. Creative team. There it is. Creative team for the issue. All Thank right. You. So clearly, we're going to be talking about New Warriors 18. Its on sale date was October 22nd, 1991. Cover dated December of 1991. The cover price was $1, which was four quarters, 10 dimes, 20 nickels, or 100 pennies. We do the math here for you at Action Film. And Somewhere they do the math for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the story was written by Fabian DCA's of the pencils are Mark Bagley. The inks are Larry Malstead. The colors are Neil Yomtov. The letters is Joe Rosen, editor Danny Fingeroff. And you can find all that kind of information on pretty much any mainstream comic at Mike's Amazing World. I believe, Delvin, it is time for you to tell us the story synopsis. I better start telling it then. The title of this book is Everything You Always Wanted to Know About the Taylor Foundation But Were Afraid to Ask. Court has been hiding a secret, it seems. And it's a big one. Dwayne is not happy about that secret either. Something is very, very wrong with the Taylor Foundation. And Cord would rather literally blow his own head off than tell Night Thrasher or the New Warriors anything about it. Who wants to take bets on the New Warriors not doing everything to uncover this secret? No one? Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> 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 discussion time. Jared's going to pick some panels and pages from the book, and we're going to talk about it, starting with whatever page Jared comes up with. I never know which pages. He could be pulling from another book. How would I know? Well, I guess I would know because I've, I've read the book, but let's see what he's got. All right. All I'm going to talk about in this issue is Neil Yomtov's colors. Everyone loves Neil Yomtov. The, we're all we're going to talk about is colors, 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 and Neil Yomtov. Actually, I'm just saying that to drive comic <laughs> foil nuts because I think he mentioned in the chat that's probably pronounced Nell Yomtov, and I've been reading it wrong for 18 episodes, and I'm not going to no, say that. No, oh, no, that was New no, Warriors no. Talk. New Warriors Talk yeah. mentioned that it's Nell rather than Neil. <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 Nell rather than Neil, but Andy Yankus is usually the colorist. So I was oh. surprised to see Nell Yomtov. Nell Yomtov is best known Transformers for Transformers. Guy. Right, yes. I got it. I got it. He, he colored all the Transformers, and you're usually hearing Pat mispronounce it. Oh, he got Pat got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're used to hearing Pat mispronounce it, and you're used to hearing <laughs> Jonathan Schaefer Haynes complain about Nell Yomtov. He's not a fan. <laughs> no, I've noticed it. So I got programmed by Pat. Oh man, he duped me. He duped me. <laughs> programmed by Pat. Love programmed it. Programmed by Pat. All right. Let me uh do my usual then as we're getting a story review, and we'll do sort of a page by page 
you could probably guess what the first page I picked is. It's actually page three, I think. Pages one and two sort of have Cord fleeing for his life in a thunderstorm, and it culminates because there is a culmination. Culmination. It culminates with this right here where Night Thrasher is a big splash page. Night Thrasher is uh, basically lassoed uh, Cord yanking him up to a rooftop by his neck, lightning strike in the back. I mean, it's almost as good as the cover. It's a really cool drawing, but what I like about it, because I want to back up and talk about sort of the first three pages, is yeah. it just launches you into this action. Like you said, there's there's almost zero setup for this over 18 issues. Like, there's not like hints like with Cord looking out of the side of his eye or something suspicious. It's just like boom, an abrupt tonal strike, which uh, I thought was... Uh, engaging storytelling so i'll kick it to you it was cinematic if you ask me can't you imagine like if they did this in a cartoon form or possibly in a movie form you know what i don't even want to say that like if they did that in a movie form like you know like i almost had a little tear like hit my eye like i, I don't know who would be the young brother who would be playing night thrasher and then his father figure chord but i can imagine this being in a being cinematic because that has to be what fabian and Mark were planning here because, you know, they, you know, they had Night Thrasher running and, you know, showing his footfalls and then had Cord running and then Cord was desperate to get into this building, but couldn't. And then Night Thrasher snatches him up by his doggone neck. Like, and again, mm -hmm. at this point, page three of the book, like this is, this is a father figure to him. It's like, you are a dead man if I don't like what I find out. And that almost dialed back to Night Thrasher from like issue one and two to where, you know, he was pulling like a mini, I don't know, Punisher, Logan, any of the crazy members of X-Force impression. Right. And everyone's mm -hmm. like every every other teammate of his has been like, Dwayne, dude, calm the heck down. We ain't about this. But he is something immediately flipped that switch to have him come back to it. And up until this point, we don't know it. I love the I love the beginning. I totally agree with you on that. Yep. Good storytelling. Let's see. A few comments here. A comic full just says the rain, the tiny splashes along Night Thrasher's armor. Bagley is so good. No arguments there, sir. Um, I agree with Jason Lady as well, saying I never noticed the title being a mile long before. <laughs> it's either a mile long or it's like one panel on a Chris Claremont page. Hey oh, <laughs> High five. <laughs> oh, I could not help that. Um, and let's see. Albernova says this page would work so well as one of those make up your own dialogue contests. And two more. Tony Pennington says uh, ID should have went no guard and appeared as court for this episode. Done the whole show as court defending his choices. Who's ID, Tony? Help me out there. I'm, I'm missing something. Um, and... New Warriors Talk says the story title is a reference to the book and Woody Allen movie, Everything You Always Wanted to Know About Sex But Were Afraid to Ask. Yep. All right. Then I will switch it over to page whatever this is. Let me get our story review banner out of the way there so we can see it. All right. So the next sort of main story beat is a mildly comical one where Nova and Marvel Boy Basically, Nova absconds with Marvel Boy, takes him on a little side mission, basically just to check in on see what Pretty Persuasion is doing uh, to uh, let her know that they're keeping an eye on her and she better not be doing anything bad. Uh, she wants to do bad things with uh, Nova. 
he has a incredible iron will of some sort. <laughs> Apparently that's a superpower <laughs> that has yet to be revealed is his iron will. Uh, but I thought it was just kind of a fun little comical thing. And it kind of keeps you in touch with story beats of the past. So th I thought it was a good storytelling um, device. Very quickly. What Jason meant by this comment was Delvin me. I should have went no guard on my beard and appeared as court for this oh, episode. Oh, right. And I could have done the whole whole show as court defending his choices, which <laughs> would have been one heck of a, a method acting uh, performance, which I probably wouldn't have been up for. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the page. Yeah, I I love these couple of pages. Like, first of all, like, I mean, look how, like, I mean, that was 90s badass, right? You see his hair? Like we're like very Mel Gibson from from Lethal Weapon. Yeah, <laughs> either Mel Gibson Lethal Weapon. It's New York mullet going on, which mullets are making a comeback now for whatever reason. And then like he he maybe could like launch into like you know a pop rock song wherever you go. <laughs> he looks like <laughs> <laughs> one or the other he can, he can be any of the following so there was that part of it and i love like how <laughs> just they played marvel boy too and how he's so straight laced and even when they came in to see pretty persuasions he puts on a helmet because he still has a secret <laughs> identity to protect and like and their whole purpose of that little vignette was just to check on one of the team members of cyanex so like yeah Cool little two pages. We got shout outs to uh, Patrick Swayze in the chat. We got shout outs to Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> uh, Tony Pennington got on our Richard Marks train. And as I put up there a few minutes ago, Kathy professed her love for a good mullet. So, I'm uh, telling you, they're making a comeback. I think. I, I mean, Jared, that's think, you, man. I can't I can't do it. I, I, think, uh, I think literally Kathy's, cannot do it. I think she's planning on doing Heroes Con next year. So uh, I think we, we owe it to Kathy to all of us grow out mullets. I'm not sure what uh, a, uh, a mullet would look like on you, Delvin. Um, Maybe I could do it with my beard. Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> have the party up front, but like shave it. Like, like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> then have the I, now the that I think about door. it, I don't think I've ever seen an African-American man with a mullet, unless it involved maybe like, like Jerry curl products. Yeah. <laughs> Even I then, would, I don't I know would, that I've seen one. <laughs> I would have to put my, I would have to grow my hair out. I would have to get a perm and then I, like I would have to, to shave it down. Like, and I could never do that. <laughs> I would pay for, let's never. get, Hey, if our Patreon, how high does the Patreon have to go for you to do this? <laughs> Three million. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Tony Penny to mention in the chat. Eric LaSalle coming to America. That's like the closest I've ever seen. <laughs> Just anyway, I'll do a whole podcast on Soul Glow if you'll let me. Oh, let me get another page up before we just get stupid with this. But yeah, remember if we get three million dollars in Patreon money, folks, Dolphin will. Rock the mullet. I, even then, the I would, mullet, I mean, the, the, I would the, be happy. The, I would be happy that somehow there are three million dollars sitting there in the account, but I would still be like, you still be miserable. Yeah, I kind of draw. The LBC crew sitting on a tropical island somewhere. Don't get this stupid ass mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't this 
Switch pages, the page. I'll save us all. All right. So there's in 22 pages, actually, not a ton goes on other than you get that first vignette of like what the hell's going on with Night Thrasher and Cord. Mm-hmm. After that, it's just sort of an, an investigative thing uh, with Night Thrasher. It's in, told in flashback. This is this is like as he's discovering the uh, shenanigans that are afoot uh, with yeah. Night Thrasher and Silhouette. So I just sort of use this one page to represent sort of the whole Scooby-Doo mystery, you know, um, Columbo, pick whatever mystery you like best. Sound off in the chat who your favorite, what your favorite mystery show is <laughs> kind of thing. And again, it's legwork mystery stuff but the art and the coloring i mean look at that face shot panel silhouette it's it's gorgeous um i like the tech that's drawn here i like the bridge i i got away with a little bit of a cop out because he's able to leave a blank square there in the bottom left and flipped and put in you know photos photos that in the uh the text but it was really cool because you know it shows what they're learning i turn it over to you okay i mean if you notice though because um, the panel, you've got Dwayne saying, I looked through five years of fiscal records and checked out, checked off at least 75 questionable dealings. And if you look, did you read some of those dealings? Like it's showing, let's see, a shield ordinance file. There's one for a Latvian, looks like conservation society. So that's Dr. Doom there. There's a Senate subcommittee on superhuman research, monies transacted through Arnim Zola. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's gene tech research facility there's justin hammer i don't know if you ever remember that name from spidey yeah Just- i know justin hammer and uh I, he was a uh, he was in the live action iron man too that's correct and then there's roxon oil as well and mm-hmm. roxon ain't ever up to any good no. so like yeah looks like some shady dealings that mm-hmm. were going on there i saw a comment by the way from michelle moss that was saying uh that um this image here of silhouette, she looks like a negasonic teenage warhead from Deadpool. I don't know if you've ever seen Deadpool or Deadpool 2 or not, but I, I do mm-hmm. see where she's oh, going. Oh, yeah, I that. totally see where she's going with that. Yeah. And, and uh, as, as a quick backup, also, Courtney said, Don't just go to the Halloween <laughs> store and buy a mullet wig. I have I have put on a wig before, like just joking around, like, you know, like in karaoke or whatever. And I, I don't see how anyone can sit like even like like jared's hair is he, he looks like you got a haircut relatively i did recently, recently right? yeah. mm-hmm. that, that's that's still that's too much hair i could not imagine <laughs> that much hair on my head when i when when i hear like my mostly caucasian brethren it's like yeah you know i i, I get my haircut every six weeks i'm like <laughs> wow so much hair i can't do it i can it's just it's just hiding mm. the anyway back mm. to the story Right. Uh, uh, Bad dealings uh, with the Taylor Foundation, so much so that the page before. So when Silhouette came in just to say what's up to Dwayne, he's sitting there crying like and she was like, I mean, and and so far all we've had is like, ah, Dwayne. And the only emotions I know are outrage and outrage. (laughs) And he's sitting there crying. Yeah, I thought that was powerful stuff. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. You had a thought. No, I was I was agreeing with you. What you just said, like everything it, it, in his world that he thought that the Taylor Foundation was basically a charitable foundation, and mm-hmm. they charitable, all right, but they're not charitable to the good guys. They charitable to the bad guys. They have bad charity, and that's something that has kind of flipped his world upside down. 
And it stemmed because he did a little bit of background research about the Oprah Industries that they just wound up uh, having to bust up at the end of that Kings of Pain storyline. So yeah. that's the tie-in. Well, I certainly um, was impacted by the crying scene too because he's such a tough guy character. But I, you know, at first I thought, well, this is out of character. But then I was like, no, this is one of those like fundamental things. This is like, you know, kids that grow up, you know, that idolize their dad and they find out he's a, he, the whole time he was a hitman for the mafia. You know, like, yeah. what? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so fundamentally uh, shaking. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was pretty good. Uh, some shout out uh, here on Mulletcast episode one, by the way, which has been interrupted <laughs> by some new warriors talk for some reason, uh, it, which has also become, you know, a uh, detective show. Uh, we got shout outs for uh, Riptide, Inspector Gadget, and my personal favorite, LBC Crew Mysteries. <laughs> we don't <laughs> so, even. <laughs> so I had to give that shout out. Absolutely. Yes, and, sir. Uh, and I, I can't not put a comment in there about Prince and his mullet, which was done by Kathy, which I can't find now because so many comments have gone by. But she said, yeah, Prince kind of sported a little bit of a mullet. <laughs> anyway, enough about mullet cast. Back to New Warriors. And welcome to Bill Dunleavy, who's just joined us. So up, Billy? Write his name down for the giveaway. We're going to do a giveaway here later on, Bill. We're going to give away uh, New Warriors Annual 1 because I have two copies of it. Anyway, bring it up next page. All right, so all this culminates, this investigation culminates with uh, Silhouette and Night Thrasher kind of discovering these shady deals. Meanwhile, Cord has assembled the rest of the team in an attempt to kind of turn them against Silhouette and Night Thrasher. Hint, doesn't work. He's mm-hmm. he's uh, He needs to shut his mouth because he's cold busted. <laughs> this was the wowser wow moment of the book. Like, this was done so well that he has this absolute terror so much so like you mentioned in your synopsis that he literally shoots himself. And what I want to point out here is I'm going to bring up the following page. And I think that's an important, important bit of storytelling uh, pacing for anybody out there who's interested in crafting comics. Cause I mean, I've only written three comics, one of which has been published. The other one's in production. But one thing that I learned early on, thank goodness it's something I want to put on display here for those of you who, who just kind of want inside baseball on comics. If you're going to do some sort of powerful, emotional moment reveal. Hold on. I want to complete that sentence. Go ahead. Say less. You Say let less. The, you, let okay. the action, you let the actions of the characters convey it more than the words. Yes. And there's one more big point I want to make. Reveals. You should always have to turn the page. So you literally on this one, this is the page on the right. You literally have to turn it to the left to get this. All right. So what I'm saying is we'll go back. So this, this is, you know, as you're reading the comic, this is the one on the right. You have to turn to read the reveal, which is fantastic storytelling. Uh, something I learned early on. Thank goodness. Um, if you want a big reveal, you have to turn because if you're, if you're reading it two page, you know, I'll pick any random two pages in the book. If you're reading it two page, and your reveal is down here. Well, when you start reading it, your peripheral vision is already picking up the reveal. So it's ruining the surprise whether you know it or not. You want to have to turn the page to reveal, and they did it perfectly here. Enough comic craft talking a little inside baseball. I thought maybe some of our listeners or viewers might find that interesting. Hey, <laughs> maybe Jared. I was wrong. Jared, 
You're not, you're not wrong. I will share with you a comment that I heard last night talking. I did a recording of Transformers Chronicles and John and Maggie both agreed that they love when you do that inside baseball and talk a little bit of comic crap. And I said, they, they should not tell you that because mm -mm. It's, it's, it's giving you, <laughs> it's giving you compliments. And nobody, that's a dangerous place to be. We all know that. And yet I told you anyway. So yeah, that is, that's an excellent point, seriously. And I'm glad that at least as a longtime comic book reader that I had an understanding of where you're talking about because what I also like is, I mean, it's of course, it's a comic book, quote unquote, a kid's book. So are you going to show like Cord's head turned into Linguini? No, and no one wants to see that S anyway, but at the same time, it's also good storytelling that you didn't see it. You knew what happened. You don't need to see it. And you and then you got to see the reactions from five of the heroes where they're all just like, oh no, what what just happened? Like you you can almost argue that of all of that, we've gone through a year and a half of storyline, that this is the most shocking thing that we yep. have seen. In Absolutely. New Warriors today, and and it was excellently conveyed. Just like whoa, till till now. I mean, Court seems to be a pretty affable fellow. Yep, you heard, you know, did some mercenary work, but it looks like he's kind of calmed down. Took the father figure role to Dwayne, and now all of a sudden, we found out his the big secret is that basically Court has been money laundering to an insane degree. And when they cornered him and said, well, dude, fess up. Are you the guy or who's behind this? Rather than tell who is behind this, he blew his head off. That's heavy stuff. Absolutely. And I heavy saw that. Stuff. And I saw how they executed it. I love all the facial reaction panels at the very bottom. And then I've already talked about the turn the page reveal, which I will now do for those of you in the viewing audience. If you listen to this podcast, eh, follow along in your own comic. Um, wow. That first panel, like I got, you know, some sort of an emotional reaction when I saw Night Thresher um, crying about what he discovered. But this panel, this top panel, I just was like, wow. Just like it's so artistically well done by every step. I know I'm going to talk comic craft again. Every possible step it's drawn perfectly with the back arch the kneeled down uh, night thrasher the back arch cord the dangling gun the smoke coming up the head thrown back perfectly drawn perfectly inked and then here comes the colorist again his name is Nell, not neil i got the memo <laughs> damn you pat uh, I actually, I don't know if it was the colors to the anchor that added, I think that's a zip -a tone in the background to do gradient from dark to light. Just, it sets such a mood. It's such a, you could just tell even on paper that if this was a film, this would be a lingering shot, dead silence with just mm -hmm. this. And I don't want to leave out the letterer. The letterer perfectly writes in that tiny font in a bigger balloon. So it's it's a word that's choked out quietly, like he can barely get it out. What an impactful moment. Perfectly executed by the craft. Just love it. Can't I don't even want to add anything to that, dude. That was so well described. Let's go to some of uh, the comments uh, here. I think Auburn Elvis has a pretty good question here. Um, could Marvel Boy have stopped the bullet? Maybe. But... 
I think the entire moment, even leading up to it, they were just, I mean, I thought that Cord may have just been bluffing, like, like, just like, no, you're not taking me stay away. But like it, when it became obvious, it probably was just a little bit too late. Maybe uh, Marvel boy couldn't have saw the bullet. He could have maybe stopped Cord's finger, but I think all of them were just ridiculously shocked. I mean, cause heck silhouette could have morphed into the shadows and then taken the gun away. Like there's it, maybe Nova could have been fast enough to fly there, but like, I think what it shows more is that they were all so entirely shocked that all of them were rendered just momentarily helpless in that moment. And I'm willing to buy that completely. Um, let's see. Newer Saga says, yep, totally shocking. Um, and a comic forward just kind of mentioned what I said. There's no time to process or use their powers to stop him. Linkovich says he was 10 reading this when it came out. Definitely heavy stuff. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, and says uh, the top gives some death in the family vibes. Like when Robin was, when Jason Todd's Robin was killed. Man, that's mm -hmm. a very good callback, Tony. So yeah, a really good comments. Really appreciate that, everybody. Uh, do you have any other pages, Jared? Or did you have any other comments that you wanted to talk through? No, I think we hit it here. There's some discussion about um, mistakes in the art afterwards in the panel where Nova is holding up Marvel Boy and he's kind of like phased through the cape. Like it's it's weird uh, <laughs> the way the cape is laid out. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping that maybe somebody in the chat knew something like is Marvel Boy's costume a physical costume or is it something that he mentally projects? Uh, maybe is that a no prize? I don't know. Is it physical? You guys know better than me. I've never like I don't think I've ever seen him like put it on or take it off. But then again, if it was a mental projection, he probably would have wore it to the strip club instead of wearing yeah, the no, motorcycle. It, yeah, no, it's a, it's a costume. I mean, he's he's not. Yeah, he's a telekinetic, but I don't telekinesis does not involve being able to manufacture your own clothing. So no. I've seen Gene Gray do it, but it was after the powers of the Phoenix. If you mm -hmm. want my thoughts on that, check out Crusader <laughs> Chronicles, soon to be retitled Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles on the Longbox Crusade Network. Are you out of pages, sir? I have Uno Moss, which is the last page. Just a big reveal that the big thing behind this is Gideon, right? Right. Oh, this guy Gideon's behind all this. And like when that happened, all I could think of, because I can't remember a lot about Gideon. Just when I see Gideon, I think 90s. Like to me, he's very <laughs> X-Force and pouchy and yeah, cable adjacent kind of guy. Like I'm like, yeah, that's what I remember about him. I don't remember much about Gideon either. He was kind of a big bad in the 90s. Uh, and I can't remember what his power set is, but we're going to find out next issue. So we're going to get a refresher, both of us, in issue 19, episode 19. Uh, we got a couple of people, I think, talking about Marvel Boy's um, costume, at least one. A New Warriors talk says, I think it's a combo of his cape being lifted up and some wonkiness with the blue coloring of his telekinesis. Uh, New Warriors talk. I don't know if you've ever listened to Transformers Chronicles, but pick a show, any show. <laughs> you were here, Jonathan Schaefer Hames. <laughs> Go on and on about <laughs> Nell Yumtov's coloring mistakes. Uh, I mean, it is, it is a feature of the show. And Jason Lady says uh, the cape doesn't attach to his arms, so there's a gap uh, Nova's arms are going through. So there's that. And no prize uh, that. Uh, there's been a new. How many? How many patrons for you to just go ponytail like Gideon? How <laughs> in the 
hell can I grow a ponytail? <laughs> Look, man, we don't have all the answers. Yeah, like I would love to. Yeah, give give me ideas of how I can grow a ponytail. That would, oh my goodness. I can't even imagine. I'm just not a maintenance guy when it comes to my hair. Like, I mean, it's enough to keep my scalp moisturized. Look, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. But it's uh, it's worth mentioning as well. I already, I already brought up Oak, Oak for Industries. But the last page, sure enough, this was talked about in the annual where uh, the headquarters of Oprah Industries was indeed Vail, Colorado. And guess who runs? Uh, who, who's in Vail, Colorado? Gideon. What does Gideon do? Again, I don't know. And I hope you were listening to that. I don't remember what the heck Gideon's power set is other than to have an extraordinarily long ponytail. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we're going to be finding out soon. But yeah, um, anything else to add, Jared? I forgot to mention earlier that Oprah Industries is not an anagram for Pharaoh because it doesn't have enough A's in it, as Jason Lady did the legwork in the chat. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that there, <laughs> there's an A missing, and I'm like, oh, thank goodness, because I, I was like, I was trying to do it in my head, and I was like, I was like, that looks like an anagram for Pharaoh. I'm not going to do the legwork. <laughs> I'll let the people in the chat do that next week. <laughs> Here I was thinking I was mildly clever and I just look like an idiot. So that's the story of my life. It's all good. I, I mean, because, man, I don't think there's any reveal that Pharaoh, you know, Pharaoh thinks Fuhrer, Furman, Sherman. Um, <laughs> I don't think that has a link. I don't think. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. But to my knowledge, no. But... We got other things to worry about we now. Do and I got a banner up for it. Let's talk about who we think is the ultimate warrior and the ultimate worrier in this book. And before we do that, just another quick reminder that if you're in the viewing audience right now, would you go ahead and give us a like on this video? We'd appreciate it. If you're not subscribed already, please do. And make sure you sound off in the chat if you're lurking because we're going to give away a copy of New Warriors Annual Number One here in just a few minutes. So, with that out of the way, let's get the ultimate warrior slash ultimate worrier. Our ultimate warrior is the person we think is stand out in this issue who did some amazing work. Delvin, who is your ultimate warrior? Didn't think about this, but I'll say the guy I was impressed with a couple of times in the book, and that'd be Marvel Boy. I just like how he's growing into his his confidence, where uh, at one point Nova kind of takes off with like the motorcycle or whatever. Marvel was like, well, yeah, let's race, basically. Like your telekinesis against. Sometimes you got to race. Yeah, sometimes you got to race. But like he's confident enough where he feels that he can propel himself fast enough now with his own mind. And then at the end, where he's like, I could staunch the blood flow from a gaping head wound. And now he said it's going to take all of his concentration. And so that's why Nova lifted him up like he did. And, you know, Marvel Boy kind of looked like Scott Stapp from Creed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you very much but um but yeah he did two very cool things so uh i will give it to vince what about you i will go ahead and give it to nova for quick problem solving in conjunction with vance he's like i can stop the blood flow it's gonna take all my powers and without missing a beat nova's like i got you let's go mm-hmm. you know and and i'm almost kind of cheating by doing you know the combo of them and their quick thinking uh, I like that quick thinking, you know, at a time where people could be very emotional or panic, they were very rational and like, let's solve this problem. And I think it's very cool too, that 
you know, they've had this reveal that there's something terrible behind Cord, but he is who he's always been. Um, it, you know, what I'm trying to say is they still completely value his life. You know, they're not like, oh, well, Cord's dead, right? They're like, <laughs> yeah. they launched into action and it just, it reminds me of something I heard on an old episode of Smallville, actually. I think Lex Luthor said it, but um, I've always kept this in mind because, you know, throughout your life with your friends, you have rough patches with friends and uh, where you guys tiff or don't get along or something like that. But Lex Luthor once said, your friend isn't who, who your friend isn't who he was in your last conversation. It's who he's been oh. your entire life. And mm. it's like, okay. And I felt that here, like, you know, Cord's made mistakes, but that's not all he is and all he's ever been. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. That was well said. And I want you to hold on to that reading these next few issues and see whether or not those comments have any value. I suspect that they will. All right, sir. Well, with that, uh, let's get into the ultimate worrier. Who are we worried about? <laughs> I think we could all throw in a unanimous <laughs> vote for Cord on this one. <laughs> but uh, are you going off the range or are you going to stick with Cord? <laughs> Cord or Night Thrasher. Um, yeah, Cord was so shaken. Again, he, he tried to take his own life rather than tell the guy who's basically his son what was going on. So I have reason to worry about both of them. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, this, uh, the Cord-Night Thrasher relationship is very reminiscent of the you know Bruce Wayne and Alfred re- relationship. And could you imagine Alfred hiding a secret so big that when Bruce confronted him, he killed himself or attempted Mm-mm. to? No. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's got to go Cord on this. And I, 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 like I said in my comments before, like what, about what Lex Luthor had said, there's a lot of good storytelling you can pull out of this you know is he really a, a terrible person or was he a good guy that got caught up in stuff you know and you know me i love gray area characters you know i, I love guy gardner in the justice league because yeah. oh he's a complete jerk but he's also the guy who will never quit fighting for you if he's on your side mm-hmm. so i like that yep. kind of thing like conflicted i'm a james bond fan he's a conflicted guy right all the way very true yeah yes yes quick question before we go to the ratings who do you think's behind this? Any clue? Uh, well, he mentioned, I think, a female, and we've talked a lot about the suspiciousness of Ty, so my eye's on the Ty. We didn't see her this issue. No, we didn't. Not a trace. All we've kind of learned about her is that she's kind of dangerous. She's kind of suspicious. She was awfully suspicious, mm-hmm. I think, in the last issue. Uh, I want to say, I may have made this up, but I want to say he mentioned something about she'll find me or she'll catch me, or I think he used a, a female pronoun. So I was like, what's going on with Ty? That's what I want. You know what? It is worth it for me to reopen the book. I'm reopening it. Ladies and gents, <laughs> guess what, folks? I will, I, will, I will read from the book because I think that it's an important enough point. He said, after Night Thrasher says, the last few days have shown me that my entire life is a lie. Cord says, no, please, Shield, I can't. And then says, I you don't know what, Shield, I I can't, Dwayne. I'm sorry. I loved you. Mm. 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 The drama. The drama. <laughs> Lots of drama. Hopefully you got some drama mean going to take care of that. <laughs> One to ten. What will you rate New Warriors 18, Jared? I would. Oh, hang on. I'm just messing up the DJ side of thing. There we go. I would rate it 
a 10. It's completely intriguing with great art moments, great emotion moments, the a really strong cover. This is my favorite issue I've read so far. And it goes to show you that, like, I mean, right, you, this couldn't be issue one, right? It'd be a really weird issue one. Like, you wouldn't care that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some character you didn't know about is saying my entire life is a lie. I mean, it'd be, it'd be kind of interesting, but after a year and a half... And they started building up the storyline and everything. Um, and to come with this moment like they did, and they just had a pretty triumphant moment where they beat Terax, the dude who was uh, in issue one, even though it took Fantastic Four's help to do it, but it kind of came to that nice, warm, fuzzy conclusion of saying, well, hey, we did help save human life. And there's very kumbaya. And then pff, everything is just blown to absolute bits. And you're left wondering what is going on and no answers, <laughs> zero answers at the end of this book. So this is the start clearly of something special. I'm at a nine and like, I'm sitting there looking at the 10, like I'm probably going to regret not giving this a 10 because it's, you're right. There are just so many fantastic things about this book and and I loved it. I loved reading it, and it was very suspenseful. Uh, we're kind of over our normal time, but we had to talk about uh, New Warriors Annual, so this is your fault, folks. So I will read uh, some other people's comments here. Uh, you had New Warriors Talk. says, this turned the whole series on its head. It is a big 10 for me, and who can blame you, sir? Jason Lady gives it a 10. Head gives it a 9.5 just to annoy devil and my halfsies. I mean, just know that if you're within arm's length, you can be put to sleep, sir. Um, a comic foil says nine needed more Nova. Courtney says it's a 10, three tens actually. So she gave it a 30. Uh, and that is no Auburn Elvis also says uh, Night Thrasher gets punk, got punched in the heart, and technically that counts. So I'll begrudgingly give it a 10. He got shot in the back of the head, too, dude. Yeah, Maybe. point blank. And, and like smacked with a crowbar, like yeah. that dude in the middle, that dude was not playing. He came with, he came with some no. smoke. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, he was our first sign that whoever was behind this is extremely dangerous. Cause he was fighting with every fiber of his being <laughs> to get yeah, out of that situation. He sure was. And, and pretty much similar to Cord, by the way, like the person behind this, like, nope, I'm not telling you a blessed thing. Like I'm, I'm going out, you know, like a gangster. Comic Fall gave it a 10 as well. People love this book, and there is a reason for it. It was flipping fantastic. Mm. Kathy gave it an 11. Kathy gave it 11. That balances my nine. So if you <laughs> average our scores out, I'll give, I give it a 10. So let's go. <laughs> Ladies, gents, that is the show. Please come back and join us for next episode where we discuss New Warriors 19, where the New Warriors follow the money trail to Vail, Colorado, or perhaps a very long ponytail. <laughs> do you want to go ahead and do the raffle now, Jerry? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I have yes. 10 names on the raffle sheet. So how about you pick a random number between 1 and 10, and I'll put my pencil in a random location, and we'll go. Six. Start. Well, stick with six. There was actually 11. There's 11 names. But anyway, one, two, four, five, six. And the winner is... New Warriors Talk. New Warriors Talk. You have won the, which you probably own if you're named <laughs> New Warriors Talk. Um, so if you'd like, I will we'll send you this issue. If you um, 
decide you don't need it, then I'll just pass it on to the next person on the list. It's completely up to you. Be selfish and take it if you want. No one's going to judge you. Or if you say, ah, I already got it, I will pass it on to the next person on the list. So thanks for tuning in New Warriors Talk and everybody else who did. You guys really make the show a ton more fun. Thanks for taking a, a time out of your Tuesday night for doing this with us. And uh, I believe there will be more giveaways of New Warriors comics as we go along because that box that Delvin gave me gave me several uh, doubles. So uh, there you have it. Uh, New Warriors Talk has chimed in and says, happy to gift it to another. So the one person who said they didn't read it but gave it an 11 is now going to get a copy of it. And so it is going to Kathy, <laughs> captivating Kathy Bright. The MVP will be getting the annual one. Thank you for uh, moving that along, New Warriors Talk. Kathy, hopefully you'll uh, enjoy the read. Fantastic. Let me close this out, y'all. Uh, if you'd like to hear more from us, the Longbox Crusade, y'all, we everywhere. If you look up Longbox Crusade, you will find us. If you shine a light bright enough in the sky with the LBC symbol, we will come. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how dedicated we are to the craft. Or you might want to just go to Patreon, give us $1 a month. We would appreciate that very much. Please subscribe to YouTube. Please tell a friend to subscribe to YouTube. We want to grow this channel. We want more people to get an opportunity to see this show and to see all of the other stuff that we have because, y'all, we got a lot of good stuff. Like, I mean, yep, I'm biased, but I don't care. <laughs> we, have good, we have good stuff. We have good content. It's a lot of fun. And we all want you to listen along while with us. Email us also, contact at longboxcrusade.com. I know, Jared, I heard the click. There's a phone number that we have. What is it? 707-532-LBOX? You got that right. Pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see it. I, at this point, is that ingrained in my head? Like You can leave us a voice message. You can leave us a voice message about this show, and you might hear it um, on the re-recording when you put it out in podcast form. So, yeah, if you want to leave a voicemail and just tell us what you think about the show, that would be great, too. Please like us on YouTube. Please, 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 please subscribe to us on YouTube. And please tell people so we can grow our numbers. I think we're getting close to 200. And I would love for it to be 2,000 by the end of the day. Why the heck not? Why not aim big? Yeah, I remember three million bucks in Patreon and Delvin will do a (laughs) mullet. So, (laughs) Uh, you know what? I want to get... Thanks to uh, Auburn Elvis for the uh, shout out uh, in the chat who just said it's a dang lot of content for a dollar talking about our Patreon. I appreciate that, Elvis. Thanks for spreading the word on that. Yep. Thanks very much, Auburn Elvis. And Jared, since you got the horn, tell everyone where you could be found and where you peddle your wares. All right. I am at Yard Sale Artist on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And it's all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my wares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. Delvin. You can find me on Twitter at DEE underscore R-A-Y-1977. I'm somewhere on Instagram, but I can't remember my address right now. So you can probably find me pretty easily. I'm the dude that's smiling all the time and showing comic books off. <laughs> Got no mullet, though. Got no mullet, though. I am mulletless. That is for 45 years <laughs> running. <laughs> See you all next time. And remember, be a hero to someone, even if it's just to yourself. Till next time, New Warriors. Come out to play. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for coming. New Warriors. Come out to play.
intro music is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You won't regret it.